Hi friends, it is Sunday, May 9th. I hope you are well on your way to being prepared to start shooting some weddings if you haven't been shooting weddings. I will also be back at shooting weddings because I've totally recovered from my eye surgery, which I'm really happy about because I was super nervous going into it, really high risk for retinal detachment and a bunch of other stuff. And I had to have a cataract removed. It was removed. They put a an artificial lens in my eye. This is actually really cool. And I probably wouldn't share this with you if you weren't photographers, but like, that's what we do. I'm gonna tell you. So I have like, a fixed focus lens in my eye. So I can see people perfectly from like six to 15 feet away. Everything looks really good. I can start being able to read things at four feet out. I can't see super close up in just my right eye. My other eye, I still can see you know, the whole gamut. If I get a cataract in my left eye and I get it replaced, eventually I'm gonna be wearing reading glasses which is very cool, <laughs> but that's where I'm at right now. I'm finally able to lift things and I'm able to do strenuous activities again, which means I can start working out <laughs> if I want to, if that's something I decide to do. I've slacked off in a big way physically, but I can start doing it like it's an option now, at least. <laughs> I, I could do it. There's lots of things that I could do now. I don't know if I will be doing them, but I will be shooting a full wedding next Saturday. So the surgery went great. It was only a little bit scary and I was able to mostly meditate my way through all all the anxiety that I had. So that was really nice. And I just wanted to say thank you for all the well wishes that I got in my inbox about the surgery because I was super nervous. <laughs> Today, I wanted to talk with you about something that's been on my brain a lot. I think in part because I am sort of getting out and starting to shoot weddings again in a way that I feel comfortable sharing. Last year, I was very reluctant to share stories from weddings that I was shooting. And so I really got into the habit of not doing it just because I would feel weird if clients weren't adhering to any social distancing guidelines or if masks weren't being worn. I wanted to avoid having my clients under scrutiny or myself. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just not gonna share a lot of it. And I'm getting to the point now that I'm like vaccinated and getting back out there and shooting that I'm like, oh, I should probably be posting about business stuff since I'm a photographer and my entire social media platform was basically created to help with my business. But I was thinking more about what that was gonna look like. So on the topic of branding, I just wanna sort of like define what branding is in the like greater sense of what we're gonna be talking about. My like website and logo and some the stuff that gets tied into my branding was a collaborative effort with Second Street Creative. But a lot of the branding that I'm going to be talking about today is less about graphic design and more about like the essence of what a company does or what people do if people are representing themselves as a specific brand like bloggers. And I wanted to talk about it just because it's been on the forefront of my brain because I really haven't been talking about work all that much outside of like getting to talk with you guys here and getting to post about photography stuff on Patreon. It hasn't been a big part of what I've been sharing in Instagram stories which is crazy because the whole reason that I had it was to connect with people and to talk about my work. And so it's supposed to be a thing that I use for building my business, but in part, I'm I'm mostly not doing that. And I was thinking a lot about how when I think of who I am as a person, me, I separate myself from my work in a way that I think is like healthy and good. Like I, me, Vanessa, I am a complex person that has a range of different interests and at the center of everything is focused on being a whole person and living a good life. That is when I think about like who I am as a person, as, as Vanessa, the person, that is what I think. When I think about the photographer me, Nessa, the, the one that has done all of the, you know, business growing and is branching off into illustration, her goals are a little bit different than mine. She's a little bit 
bit more strict on pricing stuff. And the things that she really cares about are things like making sure that she is creating a consistent client experience and also making sure that she is associated with certain ideas. I would like to think that me, the person, and my business are both associated with ideas surrounding equality. I'm very outspoken on my business platforms about my business and personal beliefs. And I was thinking about how I have a community that shares similar beliefs with me as a result. And most of the friends that I have are photographers and how so much of me, the person, is put into me, the brand. I don't always consciously think of how those things are separated. If we are photographers, ultimately we are creating something that is very personal to us. We are literally sharing our experience, like as firsthand experience as you can get, is our viewpoint of a wedding day. We are literally saying, this is how I see things. This is how I experience the day and giving it to people and being like, this is how your day went. But it's really just one creative person's firsthand experience of what that looked like. And I just think it's an interesting thought to have and an interesting perspective to take when I'm also trying to separate my my literal, actual, like firsthand perspective, exactly what I'm seeing from me, the person and how you can't necessarily separate it. But I was also thinking about other people's brands because like I will never know exactly what people think of me just because I'm myself and I assume that people have all these ideas about me. But in reality, people probably mostly aren't thinking about me. <laughs> That's what the science says. But I was thinking about branding in the bigger sense when it came to other photographers and the things that they've done and also thinking about the way that illustrators have done things. And it went from thinking about brands as being logos, basic ideas, and a little bit of community building to the spectrum that sort of built into like, maybe it's a cult. And... And I know that I'm probably like overthinking it a little bit and I probably shouldn't bring up the word cult at all. But there's like a bunch of stuff that ranges on the spectrum from like this person is pretty authentic. And okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give you examples so that, so that maybe I can paint a better picture. There is an illustrator that I follow that I love and I actually have one of her prints just by chance sitting on my desk. And her name is Fran. She calls her uh, followers nerds and her business name is Fran Nerd. I think she makes like 6,000 a month on Patreon alone. She is very vulnerable with the way that she talks to people. Like she goes through the process of talking about issues that she was having with her, I think, soon to be ex-husband. And she talks about all of these things in a way where she, you know, gets really emotional to the point of tears sometimes in her Patreon only posts. But she allows herself to be really vulnerable with her audience, but she also gives them names. And I feel like there's this emotional connection that comes with community building that I don't really emphasize in any capacity on any of the things that I do. And it's not because I don't love a community because I freaking love a community, but it's just because like, I'm not, I don't look at myself as a leader. (laughs) Like I look at myself as a person that is pretty good at explaining the things that allow me to make art because I think about them a lot. And I don't know if any of those properties are also good for like leadership. So when it comes to community, I don't know if I'm the best at it. I'm, I'm, I'm much better one-on-one. Like when I think about who I'm talking to right now, like I literally know I'm talking to multiple people, but I'm really just talking to you. I'm talking to one person. My brain flips between an individual one person in my head. People that I've had conversations with, like those of you that I message with on Instagram or leave comments, I flip between your like little icons. So if you're wondering who I'm talking to, I'm definitely talking to you. It's just, it's interesting to see other people and how they sort of like address community building because it can be something that is really nice. I do think it's important that you connect with people, especially like in an educational sense. Like I resonated so much more with the topics that I was learning when I was in school and I had a teacher that I liked, even if they weren't necessarily 
necessarily using the best methods all the time. If I liked the teacher, I'm going to listen more. It's the same in therapy. You are much more likely to have better outcomes in therapy if you like your therapist. It's just a thing. You'll listen to them more. You'll like trust in them more. And I think that there is something really valuable and important about connecting with, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it, an audience. Oh, I don't know why that makes, see, it's just like, oh, I have these like gut reactions when it comes to it. But I think it's in part because I've seen so much community building go awry. There was a specific photographer that would do workshops where he would connect with people and end up like triggering them a little bit. Like he would delve deep into childhood and get to a point where everybody was emotional, everybody was crying. And then he would sort of like build them all back up at the end. And it's a really great tactic for bonding people in the world of psychology. It's called trauma bonding. It's kind of abusive. It's like a weird manipulative thing that people can do. And yeah, you end up feeling closer to people's result, but like, I hope you know that you've been manipulated to get to that point. And that especially in, um, I don't know, a situation where there's monetary exchange. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily, oh, I'm like, I'm treading so lightly because I don't want to be like, it's a cult. (laughs) But also some part of me is like, oh, kind of. But I think that also speaks to like the resistance that I have to community building because like I try so hard to be vulnerable with people in a way that also isn't going to be emotionally triggering for them. Like, I don't want to bring anybody to tears ever. I just like, I just don't, (laughs) I don't want, I don't want that for you. I want everything to be like sort of good. And if it goes a little bit deep, we can dip out of it with like a ha 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 ha. (laughs) Like I don't want it to get to the point where anybody's crying. And this feels like it's really off topic. This is literally the second time that I've recorded this because I keep getting too far off topic. And it seems like it's far off topic when it comes to branding. But I was just thinking about like, what is authentic? I was just thinking about authenticity. And like, again, I'm using these like buzzwords that sort of like in my stomach and in my head. But I was thinking about what's authentic. And I really enjoy some creators that have a huge following because I feel like they are so genuine and they share their mistakes and they share some things that are worrying them without it being overly manipulative, without them pouring so much of themselves into it that it feels like they are opening up wounds for me. I feel like Keiko Lin is just, she's a blogger, but I think she does an amazing job of putting a lot of her authentic self out there while she's still very much presenting herself as like brand that is relatable and something to aspire to. There is an illustrator that I follow who she has a name for her fans. She calls them, I think, Marshies or Marshmallows. And I think her greatest aspiration is to become like Disney. But whenever she talks about certain things, it just feels salesy in a way that I don't always resonate with it in a way where I start questioning the authenticity of who she is. And I also feel like she doesn't lift the veil enough when it comes to business stuff for us to see who she really is. I feel like she's somebody that sort of like sugarcoats her own experiences. And then for her, that might just be who she authentically is. She might just be the type of person that does that stuff. And maybe, maybe for me, that's just not something that resonates. But I've been thinking a lot about it because I want to start putting more of my work out there on Instagram stories and sharing more about who I am as a person combined with who I am as a photographer. Because if you follow my stories at all, you know, it's mostly about me as a person. (laughs) Just how in general, when I'm talking in here, I'm like, I'm talking about photography, but also my feelings because it's, it's usually a nice mix. What I really hope comes across is that I care a lot. It's really important that I am not saying things that are triggering. That's why I'm recording this for the second time because it was like, I think I went too deep. I think I talked too much. I think it got a little too existential. But I did want to have this conversation because so much of what we're doing is we are putting ourselves out there as people so people can see another person that they can trust and keeping some things to ourselves so that we can have part of ourselves that is separate from our business that we can rest and and not feel obligated 
motivated to overshare or to hold things back. Because the one thing that resonates with me more than anything is when somebody has something and they're like, hey, this is a thing that I'm going through that is hard and here's how I'm working through it. I think that is cool because people are admitting to their mistakes and they are giving you helpful information to help you grow forward. And I really hope I do that for you. I've just been overthinking. I think also just because people can see my face now because I'm able to hang out with people without a mask because I'm vaccinated. I'm constantly thinking like, am, is this, am I making the right face <laughs> for what they're saying? Like I'm trying really hard to focus. And I think it's just from not being around people, but I have talked for so long. I will let you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. The next video that I'm going to be posting, it's going to be coming out a little bit later than usual, just because I'm just getting back into the swing of things after being not super presentable for two weeks. We are going to be talking about shooting and lighting and crappy weather. This is a great topic that was suggested by Diana Askerens. I hope I am saying your name right. I might be butchering it. And if I did it wrong, maybe I can get it right in my video if you hear this. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to talking with you in the next video. And yeah, have a great day. Bye.